Oh, hi, Mark. WWE does, in fact, stand for WWE. Now you're all gonna cry about it, right? You wanna punish people for actually liking professional wrestling? So I'm gonna invoke my privilege. Let me introduce the solutions. I am going to break your mystique. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yowie wowie! Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. It's a podcast that we do about WWE, and this is episode 103. This is what happens when I try to mix up the intro. My name is Liam. What's up, Jimmy? Um, uh, hoping that people still listen after that. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm going to cut around it. <laughs> okay. Obviously, Good. I'm going to make it sound somewhat normal as possible. What's up with you? Not much. Just uh, doing my thing. What's up with you? I'm uh, the same, man. Ready to ready to discuss some um, some old timers. Road uh, to SummerSlam. A lot lot going on. Yeah, really a lot going on. A lot um, going on. Yeah. So just real quick before we get into it, I think we, there's a, a little bit of an elephant in the podcast. So I'm gonna just address the elephant in the podcast real quick. Just it won't take long. Um, I love wrestling, but I only love WWE for what it can be. Usually not for what it is. And I mean well, but. WWE, I mean, we're just better than WWE. We're smarter than WWE. And I'm frustrated by all the bullshit agendas and the reliance on old tricks that they use to accomplish what should be the goal of just entertaining the audience. And, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. To make a long story short, I, you know, I'm not going to be getting any less negative, in case you haven't noticed. So I feel like, I don't know, just you should consider whether or not you want to spend so much time defending dog shit as we do. But if we, obviously you're free to say whatever you want all the time. What do you think? Should I just cut that out? <laughs> um, yes, because I okay. don't think that my opinion should be influenced by yours. And that's how opinions work in life. No, I know. It's not that it should be influenced by mine, but I honestly, I feel like it is being because you kind of assume the role of WWE Defender because I'm being so negative, where we can just both be negative and just, you know, you shit on it the amount that you feel is appropriate and I feel, I shit on it how I, the amount that I feel is appropriate, but I feel like you're just you're defending them more often than you mean to just because of my negativity but my negativity just isn't going anywhere so that's all no that that's a completely incorrect assessment but i do appreciate your attempt at trying are you ready to, to, to discuss yeah, this week's tv let's discuss this week's tv okay um because me on in, in addition to other people are 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 not as totally down on it as you are and they exist out there well clearly so you know yeah, no, I um, I know. I'm I'm yeah, it's me. I'm weird apparently. So, um, no, you're entitled to your opinion. I just think that it's a bit intense sometimes. That's all. But yeah, you're with right, that being you're said, right, you're right. we have had um a lot of reunion shows throughout the years, um which are always uh, I mean, I could imagine difficult to book and difficult to wishfully book. And um as know. a whole, I will start and say that I was happy to see that most of I mean, there was literally four major people on the show let's start there the rest of them were were people who were over at one point or another um and people like people like jillian hall who you know didn't deserve the time that she got and <laughs> she didn't get any time so that was deserved um <laughs> this year i don't know if it's an annual thing but this reunion show if you will i will um was they did i think the smartest usage of putting them in backstage segments not parading them out um i don't think the show was amazing i don't even think i would call it great but I feel satisfied, um, especially when thinking about how there's a new generation of talent. And one of the biggest complaints about reunion shows is the lack of emphasis on current stories, um, which could have used more. I'm not yep. saying that they completely devoted the time that they should have to the current people. They didn't. With that being said, it's a reunion show and you know what you're getting. 
Yeah. It's in the title. That's, I mean, so there's you, that. You know, that's where that's a lot of my problem with it. We, you, you know what you were getting, and you got more or less roundabout exactly what you expected. And I'm just, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. I want something that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Well, I um. So I know you're not a fan of it. So I'm just going to say it off the bat because there was a bunch of segments. Um, and. Again, I hate to say that because other people feel a certain way that you should, but I certainly feel that vindicated that, you know, when I read Twitter and polls that people like Bully Ray put out that have tens of thousands of votes and vindicated Wade that Keller what? and what? reviews, um, indicated that, well, that the 24-7 championship has been a highlight of Raw. Oh, God. Okay. Um, and, I, and I know that you are not hate a fan. Um, you are in the minority. Doesn't mean that. You can't feel that way because you're allowed to. That's how opinions work. It doesn't mean but, I'm wrong but, either. But, but uh, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. But I am saying that based on it. statistics and math that <laughs> other people enjoy it. Um, but yeah. they could enjoy it for the reasons that you don't want to enjoy it. So it doesn't mean that you're wrong or they're right or they're wrong. It's not a matter of that. It's all, right. all opinion-based. It's all subjective. Um, and um, I, I do think that in Jake Maverick and R-Truth, they have the two best people possible to run the storyline and to make it funny. Um, and this week, I liked how the, the more lesser auxiliary legends who return were in these segments. Um, if you're going to make the 24-7 championship what it's been, which has been complete and utter um, 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 it, it, a joke, and it's meant to be a joke. And they've, mm-hmm. they've understood that. They wrote it properly. Drake yeah. Maverick and R-Truth are... Probably the two best people. I don't know if Vince realized it at the time, but the material that they've been given, um, if it's not your cup of tea, you're definitely not going to like that. And I acknowledge that. Um, that's absolutely possible. Um, but with that being said, I'm tying it into the legends that, it, you know, to have Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, I like the callbacks to when they won the hardcore title. Right. And I, I it, it was fun for me. I, I enjoyed all of it. Um, I think Alundra Blaze's stuff was kind of... Um, oh, it didn't really man. look like Alundra Blaze. Oh, yeah, it didn't. I thought it was Ivory, honestly, when I saw it. Which, um, I don't know. Yeah, well, she looked like... Yeah, when Ivory was in Right to Censor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. And, dude, her thing specifically, real quick, totally undercut her Hall of Fame induction speech in which she took the title out of the trash can for just a bullshit throwaway comedy segment. Like, not cool. That that should not be a sacrifice they're willing to make, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying it was all a resounding success and they should be applauded for writing this, but I do think that if you're going to use a 24-7 championship, which has been a story on Raw for months already, um, incorporate Drake and our truth in it, and they've also had the other lower-tier teams running after... Uh, or talent, rather, running after them. Um, I don't think that necessarily was offensive in that it, it was basically what they do every week on Raw. It just incorporated the, honestly, probably almost 35% of all the uh, legends that they called. So I like that. Right. Because that's, that's a current device that's been on Raw. If you like it, you don't like it. But they kind of just used the legends in those segments, which didn't really right. take any time away from anything. It was better than having all those women who came back on the stage like they did at Raw 25. Like, like right. I think they thought of things a little different this time okay. and made the show feel more cohesive. What you're doing right now, and people don't realize it because I haven't said it yet, is you're arguing against my point from the notes, basically, right? <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm well, actually... I'm not, uh, you're describing it, well, but you're you also counterbalancing it. Well, I skipped a lot, so you could tell I'm not reading the notes right now. No, no, I know, but I'm saying you're kind of what you're like. Your answer, I said it was boring. I said it was trash or whatever. I said it was predictable nonsense, like what anybody aberrant, uh, aberrant, yeah, what anybody could have come up with, like that. That you know, to me, what they did was, hey, Pat. Well, I hey, don't know how it was predictable though. How was it predictable to have Kelly Kelly win the twenty four seven championship? 
It's just stuff. Or, or it's, Pat it's, Patterson. Honestly, I wasn't expecting that. Everything I that think... I would have come, I would if we were spitballing things to do. I, I could have easily came at, come up with Pat. To me, it just becomes a question of can they do it? Can are they able to physically like you know roll each other up or whatever they whatever they wound up doing? Like are they able to do that? That's the only question to me. Pat Patterson and Gerald Bristol, like it's obvious. The million dollar man buying it off whoever. That's all obvious. The Alondra Blaze thing, I thought you was... You would not have thought of that if it didn't happen. Come on. No, people on Twitter were saying that early Monday night. We're saying, I hope Million Dollar Man shows up to buy the 24-7 title. Definitely. This is all This is all very easy stuff. Like, like just, just doesn't take a lot of thought to come up with it. Like, oh, we've got legends. How do you play with their gimmicks and play with the... Obviously, when they came up with the 24-7 title, nights like Monday were what they had in mind. When they when they went out of their way to say... You know, when they introduced it, went out of their way to say legends and, and whoever can win it. This is the kind of thing that we're talking about. That's what I mean when I say it was predictable. Right, but you also just said that someone on Twitter said that they wanted something to happen that did happen. So yeah, so it's then there's that. So it's predictable is what right. my, my but entire point I'm making is. But does predictable make things bad, though? It just... It's what WWE is known as. It's it's usually what happens is what we all know is going to happen. So it's just... It's very old for me. So even though it was Legends, even though it was the smoke and mirrors of the reunion show and a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while, I do not care. It's just, you know, it's predictable. Like, I, I could have easily come up with everything that happened that night, and that's what I don't like about that stuff. Okay. And I think R-Truth and Drake could, if they were given free reign to come up with stuff, I think they could come up with better than this. But that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, they were only involved in like two of the five or six title changes. That, uh, that was so. just to the point of them coming up with this stuff lately. You said a lot just now, so I'll do my best. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you, you know, something is semi-successful when things happening in the audience is getting pops in the audience. Look, obviously, people are receiving it, you know, well. That, uh, I'm not going to argue on that. I can tell. Well, great. I just wanted I to make tell sure that, that wasn't that people, some. It's pretty unanimously loved by everybody, which to me feels like a concession. Like, fine. We know. We know you're not going to actually try to tell like nuanced, thoughtful news stories. So fine. We'll just enjoy this. But that's. Neither here nor there. It is being received well, so I can't fight you on that. Yeah. Uh, talking about the, the opening segment, um, it was weird to me how they didn't advertise Cena. Um, I know that there were rumors that he would be there, and I'm not really surprised that he was there. But I just think it's strange that they advertised literally everyone but not him. Um, I don't even think he was on the shirt that kind of got leaked in, in the days leading to the event. Yeah, maybe um, it was a last-minute thing. Possibly, yeah. I imagine they wanted some like kind of big surprises, so I guess that's why they would do that, but it was probably last-minute. Yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Um, just a small note. I just thought it was weird. This is all for ratings, which allegedly USA Network is the one that pushed WWE to even do this show. Yeah. Um, and it, and it did work. This is the first Raw to break three million viewers um, in uh, all year, actually. Dude, which they, is not surprising, but and it's not good. You have to. You just they're relying on past stars. They're relying way too heavily on past stars. That's this. Is, I mean, it's totally representative of their problem right now. They're not. They're not trying nearly hard enough to build up the stars that they currently have, and they're propping up the stars of yesteryear to spike ratings. But meanwhile, Stone Cold is still the top star as far as anybody who watched Raw is concerned, and he hasn't been in action in well over a decade. So, I mean, what does that really say? I mean, anyone who's surprised that Stone Cold got the reaction he got is... is I'm not talking about little, his reaction. I'm talking little, about uh, the fact that all those faces in the ring on Monday night and, and all the current talent who were largely absent in that part at the end stone cold brought it all home because stone cold is the clear biggest star out of everyone even still now is what i'm 
what I'm saying. I mean, on a, on a reunion show, it just makes sense to me that Stone Cold would be in the ring with, I mean, legends. No, but why not use him to put somebody of today over? Why not have him toast a beer with Seth Rollins or, I don't know, something, you know? Drew McIntyre comes out and gives him the kick just out of nowhere right before Raw goes off the air. Something. Just something. What would that do, though? Because that's just that's an issue. I'm glad you brought that up because that's an issue that we have with, or not we, I have, and I judging on what you said you should have it with this um but on smackdown with the, with, the, with, with the whole hbk with the whole hbk ziggler angle i mean why would you i mean so what so then stone cold comes back for all that and then this is breaking news to me what happened with hbk and ziggler on smackdown oh god this is uh, i don't know if this is good to be happening on the show um and i like to compare it to um would you listen to a game of thrones podcast but the person says hey um i only caught the last 10 minutes just a thought. But anyway, if no, I need to I'm, fill you in. I'm making a um, concerted and also, effort. I've been totally forthright. I'm not trying to convince anybody that I'm watching. I'm being totally open and honest. And I'm as caught up. I mean, I didn't. I, I watched all of Raw this week. That's like way more than I really ever want to commit to this right now because it's a bad product. That's the whole point. That's my whole energy, my whole thing right now. They don't deserve my viewership, and so they are not getting it. Right, but you still want to do a podcast about it. Okay, so... Therein lies the cognitive dissonance. Okay, anyway, so let's talk about something down, else, and I'll Google what happened with Ziggler and HBK, and we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, well, we'll get to it when we get to SmackDown. It's on my list, because I watched. Right, I just don't remember seeing it on the production sheet that we made. Um, opening segment, John Cena comes out. Um, <laughs> does his usual stick. The Usos then come out, which leads out to Rikishi, and then a very odd pairing of Devon Dudley and The Revival. Yes. Um, I will admit that this was the one of two segments on the show that didn't make a whole lot of sense and was just a way to get legends on the show. Only two? Yeah, um, which I say wow. to Vince McMahon, um, just don't book that many legends on the show. Yeah. Because why is Devon Dudley coming out with um, The Revival? And oh. Did you think Bubba was there? No, I read online that he, him, Jim Ross, and Bret Hart turned down the invitation. Oh, of course Jim Ross and Bret Hart did. Um, but but with Bubba, see the thing, I, I would have definitely not have had Devon here because there were four faces in the ring. So, you know what I mean? To me, that called extra attention to the fact that it was just Devon and not both because you're expecting four heels to come out. I mean, at least I was. There were four faces in the ring. That's how this shit works. 101. Yeah, and I guess people were supposed to assume that he's a heel for the segment. And yeah, it didn't make sense that I wouldn't oh, have yeah, had him there at all. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. And um, Revival News has had a match, they, which they've continued to be having, and they're decent and probably will have another one at SummerSlam. And um, I think I think the opening could have been better. I would have had John Cena out there with, um, I don't know, someone else. Also, why was he in his wrestling gear? I totally thought that he was going to have a match at the start of the show. Yeah, it was just, that's um, just the John Cena look. Yeah, I guess so. And that led into um, other things on the show. There wasn't a whole lot of wrestling. I think there were only six matches. And, uh, you know, I, I do like that Ricochet had a video devoted to him. We can get into this next. Um, I don't oh. know if it's necessarily in order of how the show went. But, I, uh, I just realized Ricochet and Rikishi is just a matter of pronunciation. You know, it's basically the same word, like phonetically, you know. And so they should have shared the ring? No, no, no. It's just when you said Ricochet, I thought you meant Rikishi and just mispronounced oh, oh, oh. it. Gotcha. It's Ricochet um, and Ricochet. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, let's talk about Seth Rollins, okay. uh, I, who I'm I'm really not a fan for. Finally. Yeah. Um, Being a real piece of shit lately. Yeah. I'm uh, confused, to say the least. Um, talk about what you're talking about that got you really disappointed. 
Well, no, because I think that's you feel more strongly about that than I do. No, I'm no, more well, I'm upset saying, with his representation sorry, on the. I'm assuming you're alluding to his comments, not in kayfabe. Yeah, of course. Which you could discuss. Is that not what you're talking about? Well, n- not necessarily. I'm more. I. I, I mean, I, I. think he's an idiot for saying that. Yes, I do. But I'm. I'm more Especially talking about the, the Will the way he's, thing. I mean, the way he's yeah. been presented since on TV is is my issue, and the way his promos are coming off and. Yes, that combined with what I'm hearing he's he's saying online is is not making a very nice okay. picture of him. Yeah, um, definitely not. So he, he does miss TV with The Miz. I don't really know why. And uh, Paul Heyman comes out, and they do the same old shtick, and they try to start this, I don't know if you can call it a storyline, of um, <laughs> Seth Rollins says that Brock Lesnar is a wannabe Seth Rollins. I think because the only comparison I see is that they both cashed in Money in the Bank on each other, um, which does that mean that everyone is a wannabe Edge? Since he's the first person to cash in, so it's just a weird premise. Yeah, that um, is a very weird strange to try to make. And uh, the whole thing was oh weird. My he's God. like, I just realized they should have actually fucking done that. Lesnar should have cashed in on a match in progress. Why didn't they do that? That would have been something, you know. Uh, it would have been something. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure why. Um, that would have been something. Go ahead. Sorry, but um. Yeah, Rollins is uh, imitating Brock Lesnar. It's all very histrionic and strange. I don't know if he was like on drugs or something. It was just very weird, out of character. He's usually he comes. He always came across well because he's calm, cool, and co- basically everything that we that Roman Reigns could have been. But he's an asshole, so he wasn't. Well, everything um, that Roman Reigns isn't be. and never was. Yeah, right. Like in reality. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I do think Roman is a cool guy in real life. He just doesn't come across that way in TV. Um, yeah. Wade actually had this in, this great conversation with I don't know who it was about the issue with um, Roman Reigns being a top guy and just seeming like he just doesn't care. Um, it's, yeah. re- it's worth a, it's worth a lesson. I think it was Dude. on the mailbag with Jason Powell. And was, Jason Powell was like defending Roman, and Wade was like, "Not." It was interesting. Dude, I was just thinking this lately. Like, who the fuck is he? He literally is just a guy that had cancer, and now he doesn't have cancer anymore, and he's back in the WWE, just going with the flow. Like everything he does is just reacting. You know what I mean? There's he's just like like a like a stereotypical cool guy would react, but like you have no sense of who he is, what he wants, what drives him, any of it. Allegedly had cancer, but just saying. Oh, we're anyway. still on that. But in, I'm saying in kayfabe, the story of him is that he's a guy that had cancer. He doesn't have cancer anymore, and he's just back going with the flow. You know, he doesn't have his sights set on anything. He's just reacting. He's just been reacting. I don't know if that's what Wade said, but that's what I've been noticing since he came back, for sure. Well, he was talking about mostly his interviews and the way he comes off in interviews and how he's, you know, doing things to get, you know, just to get paid and how he did an interview once where he said uh, when he's home, he has to think about his travel and he reroutes the quickest way to get to the arena and... Wade was like, you know, he makes it seem like work. And then Jason Powell chimed in. He's like, well, it is work. And Wade's like, yeah, but like, is that really what you're going to talk about on an interview? Like, yeah, you're going to no. talk like, you're not going to talk about how it's like a dream job or, yeah. you know, you get to be, you get to be with your family. At least you're going to yeah. talk about how you have to, how you're how it's like a grievance. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, but, but, but it does tie into what we're, we're, we're currently uh, talking about. Um, Somewhere. and I just didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like the Heyman segment and then Heyman runs away from Rollins and that leads into AJ having a match with Ricochet. Uh, no, well, no, with, uh, well, with well, where I'm getting at here is, is oh, that okay. the match was supposed to be AJ and Ricochet. And the entire DX angle was supposed to be with Ricochet. But Ricochet has an elbow infection and was not cleared to compete. Okay. I mean, it honestly so that's why makes he, so, as much sense as Seth didn't make, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it makes more sense just because Ricochet and AJ are at least currently in a fucking program. 
Yeah, but I just mean relative so to DX. That. It's just like whoever the face is. Like, you know, yeah. we want to put Shawn Michaels and AJ in a ring, so whoever the face is, like whatever. Yeah, and I don't know if there was anything to the fact that at Raw 25, DX was the one with the club, or what, uh, they didn't say that, which would have been some story. But anyway, I mean, that's, I just don't expect that for reunion shows. Maybe you yeah. do, I don't blame you for that, but I, I, I just I just don't. Um, I like it, but I just take it mm. for what it is. And um, it was, you know, the whole segment was interesting. It was drawn out. Seth and AJ have uh, barely a match. DX comes out. Um, and then they pretend like they're going to do the two sweet. They chop them. Obviously, that was very, we all knew that was going to happen. Of course. And um, AJ, uh, and this happened here and it happened on SmackDown as well with Ziggler and HPK. AJ and Michaels are going at it, like almost just them two and the camera's focusing on them and, AJ saying I'm going to come to NXT and like you know it's making you want a match between them like you think yeah. that's almost the point of the, of, of the segment yeah um because HBK is still so good in the limited roles that he has when he has it in terms of believability and AJ's great yeah. and um so so it worked well it wasn't meant to work well from that perspective but no. it did yeah of um, course who do you want to so see they, a match between AJ and right now Ricochet or Shawn Michaels yeah no exactly um so that was that it was well and then Rollins doing the suck it was like akin to like someone in like their living room yeah uh, we got to uh, oh, oh dude. i just didn't like it as soon um, as they said you do the honors i had to mute the tv that's just ugh, ugh, so crazy. yeah it was pretty it was pretty rough so um and just you know the, the the oh we'll talk about the oc in a second because yikes but just the idea of of the the dx the old timers going over on the the club like you guys they just reformed and just for the purpose of this throwaway stupid reunion segment they're, they're jokes. They're just fucking losers who will buy anything because they thought that DX was going to two-sweet them, like, you know, when we all knew otherwise. That's, they're fucking jokes. Yes. Um, let's talk about, we'll go into the OC, because I think you have a stronger opinion on that than I do, so state your case. I mean, dude, the OC was a show on the WB or the CW or some shit, like, when I was growing up. So it's CW, already, yeah. when I think of the OC, it's already devoted to something else that isn't AJ Styles and the club. I mean, they literally, Styles Club, the Good Brothers, the GB, just, you know, for shorthand if you want to do that, or literally any other two letters. I, I just, their naming department needs to be fucking fired, in my opinion. Yeah, I, um, well, I will be honest to say I don't like any of the names you provided, but I also don't think they needed that to change a name at all. You think, well, no, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't need to, but so really, that's you, the like the, you like the OC better than just the Good Brothers? Well, that doesn't include, that doesn't really include AJ. The Gallows and Anderson were calling themselves that before AJ, well, while AJ was not no, with that's part of their thing. They're all Good Brothers in the club. If you're in the club, you're a Good Brother. Yeah, I guess. I just, I just, I just think it would have been fine with the club. And um, I get what they're trying to say. It's obviously a nod to the other Bullet Club faction in, in, in New Japan. They're not very, being very coy yeah, about it. Yeah, of course. Um... But, uh, yeah, no, I, I did think it was done without a doubt. I'm surprised they don't have um, copyright issues or trademark issues with that. Um, I don't yeah. know how that works. But uh, regardless, yeah, I mean, if there's anything to it, I do like the new entrance, and I do like the graphics, and I do like the shirt. So that's something. Yeah, the shirt is all right, but, I mean, the shirt could be just as cool with different letters. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm definitely not defending it at all. Okay. Something else that I, I just, I, I'm hoping we don't spend a lot of time on, but I was really surprised to read in your notes. Strowman was on the show sure was Strowman was like known for a good amount of time after he debuted with bray wyatt and then they wanted to make him a single star for having these probably some of the best squash matches that ever existed because of his size and they strategically picked people who could bump well and yeah. were smaller than him and he was and a heel at that point at that point he was right. a heel absolutely right. 
He's no longer a heel. Wow. And people find enjoyment in it. There's a reason why that was getting reacted. No one was confused. The commentary team wasn't framing as a heel. The commentary team wasn't saying, oh my God, why is he hitting this poor? It's a match. It's an unmatch. You know, if he was a heel, he would have, he would have, he, he would have lifted his shoulder up and not pinned him and, st- and kept doing damage. Um, I mean, he so did, a, he did, point, he did but, a but lot nothing, more to the guy than the guy needed to have done to be beaten. Uh, fair enough. But I mean, you can, I mean, there's a lot of reasons you could say, A, why is he in the ring with him? I mean, the match shouldn't have happened. That's an obvious it's a wrestling point. match. I mean, it's just, you know, you have a little mercy if you're a decent person. I just, to me, just because the crowd is cheering for the bully doesn't make him not a bully. But he's not a bully, though, because it's a match that he was he's scheduled beaten, to be in. Yeah, but he's, be- he's, he's, doing, he's doing more to this guy than this guy needs done. He's like toying with this guy. He's having fun just beating the shit out of a guy who's just, you know, uh, impossibly smaller than him. I mean, sorry, guy. I mean, you came to the arena. You're not sorry. I'm sorry for the guy. I don't know why I'm supposed to hate the guy and be happy that he's getting his ass kicked, like, unnecessarily violently, but... No one's supposed to be happy, but it it, it was another example of Strowman's feats of strength, and I do think that it was nice to get him on the show. Would 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 there have been a creative way to get the current talent on the show mingling with... The, the Raw Superstars, Wade Keller presented, I don't really know if I agree with it. I know you wouldn't. Um, I'm kind of neutral about it. Is um, Roman and Steve Austin walk backstage and Austin gives them like a nod of approval. I mean, I'd be cool with that if it was almost anyone else. Maybe Kevin Owens, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, and there's the other issue of like, one end they're going to say, well, people on SmackDown weren't on Raw because it was a Raw reunion. Well, yeah, but you also had the stupid fucking wild card, which I think they're unconsciously phasing out they've used like one time cesaro used it last week when he fought alistair black on smackdown he said the world wild card um i think they're phasing it out i'm happy they're phasing it out if it means that we don't get smackdown guys on raw that's fine but someone like a randy orton who has been on WWE for fucking forever oh. and raw specifically should have been on the show the WWE champion kofi kingston should have been on the show yeah. and fucking brock lesnar who you have a match booked at SummerSlam. You have him here this week and not next week. I mean, he isn't announced for next week. I'm assuming he'll only be here on the go-home show. But, I mean, have him be on the reunion show. Even well, if it's not yeah, like a legend thing, thing, you just he have doesn't him on the just show. show up. Like, he's not, you know, he doesn't, Brock Lesnar right now wouldn't show up just for, like, a feel-good nostalgia appearance. No, but, um, no, but, no, 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 but, but it wouldn't be that, because they technically still tried to incorporate some of the current stories. You had the Becky segment, which we'll get into. Yeah, you had the Rollins and Lesnar stuff was still on the show. So that's what I'm saying. You don't need to incorporate it into. Yeah, but they already. We also the were saying stuff. they had too many, like people. I don't know. I, I understand. Well, all you had Brock to do it, it, it. Yeah, but it's separate. It's totally independent of of the legends. It's Brock being in a current storyline, and instead of Heyman coming out alone, he's with Brock. It would have done nothing to shift anything. It wouldn't yeah. have been like extra time. It would have been what yeah, an extra right. minute or two. What does Lesnar do? Bounce around him? You know, it, it just. I don't know. Yeah. If it's for ratings, it just seems obvious to me. Okay. It's a small point. I just, I don't know. Yeah, um, no, it was just, enough. it was just surprising to me. Yeah. Um, oh, Undertaker too. Undertaker was on, was on uh, the product less than two weeks ago. Where is Dude. he? I mean, yeah, man. I, I, I told, I wrote here. I, I was secretly hoping that they were waiting to officially kick off Drew McIntyre versus Undertaker for SummerSlam till Monday. So that was definitely upsetting for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, some other, you know, we had uh, Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. Um, on one end, I like that they got Sami Zayn on the show. Um, he didn't get totally squashed by Mysterio. He it was a fairly competitive match. But yes. the, but the pairing of RVD Diva, who who by the way RVD is currently in Impact Wrestling, so that's that was surprising to me. Oh, that is surprising. Um, um, RVD um, Sergeant Slaughter and the Hurricane, um, co- completely fuck. completely random. That that you know that's a segment where I say 
you know, events just don't don't book that many no, people if you need course. to find a way. So um, I'm I'm, way, I'm not totally enamored with everything they did. Let me make that clear. God, yeah, good for you, dude. By the way, Mysterio two weeks ago got squashed by Bobby Lashley in a soft return from being out of injury, out of action for at least a, a handful of weeks. You know, so that's all I'm thinking the entire time. When the, when the guys come out to stop Sammy from leaving, I'm like. Dude, he's trying to run away from a guy half his size that got squashed two weeks ago. Like, it's just, you know, like how cowardly does anyone have to? That's too cowardly for anyone. Even Sam. Yeah, no, I I do. I agree. All right. Yeah, uh, just to go off of the RVD thing, um, Street Profits are on the show. I'm not entirely excited about why they're on the show, how they're being used. Um, I do notice uh, audience reaction they're getting over. They are generally funny, and it does seem like Vince's kind of giving them free range to do things because they aren't doing scripted promos. They're kind of just like talking about what's happening and they are getting their personality across. So right now yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think it would have been better if you just let them stay in NXT, have a good title run, call them up in a proper run. Yeah. But, um, what are they doing? What are they doing? What is, what is their role on raw? Like, describe it. Uh, the best way to say it would be, would be a host slash, um, um MC. MC, which, you know, what if you look at the characters, that? yeah, which, if what the you fuck look at the that? characters, it works, but I still don't mm. agree with it. Why would they um, do... There's no reason they would do that in kayfabe. Like, the only reason is to introduce them to the main roster yeah, audience. Which, well, I think that's it, because like, they're facing Undisputed Era at, at, at TakeOver Toronto, and I'm very positive they're losing. And I think they're going to have their debut after SummerSlam. So, probably. I mean, maybe, I, I yeah. do think their debut is imminent, which makes it a little better for me. But the reason I'm bringing them up is that, um, well, A, they're, they're, the, the crowd's reacting more, so they're getting used to them, um, which bodes well for them when they do debut. And B, um, Angela Dawkins came out of the uh, bathroom putting, did you see this? Uh, no, I don't think so. Putting eye drops in his eyes. And Montez Ford was like, where were you? And he's like, oh, bro, I was just, RV- I was just with RVD. Oh, um, I heard that. It, I heard about and it. And it was it was it was pretty funny and very surprising that Vince let that go through. Um, I guess it's that's the kind of thing that like little kids don't get the ref. There's no reason not to do it because little kids won't get the reference. The only people that will get the reference are people that'll get a kick out of it. Well, yeah, and I'm starting to say that they did it, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was funny. The crowd laughed, and um, it was good. And then uh, he also started saying, like, oh, I started a roll, like, roll up, and then kind of stopped saying roll up. But uh, side note, I just liked it. I thought it was funny, and I think that it kind of got them over more because of their, their humor and their character came through. So yeah. I just thought it was worth noting. Um, they should have done something where RVD's like, where can I go to roll up? And they're like, oh, you looking for Drake Maverick? <laughs> you know? Oh, it's yeah. all roll ups. It's like the roll up title. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you for. Yeah, it was a bad joke. Um, I shouldn't have said it. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, Roman Reigns was on the show um, with Samoa Joe, who uh, is I I but I just think at this point is bulletproof, but it's gonna stop. <sighs> it's gonna stop being that way soon. Of course. Um. How do you feel about what I wrote? Because to me, that feels like it could not be stated any more perfectly. Roman is the worst, and Joe is the best, and you're using the best as a crutch for the worst, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree. And the only thing I wrote is that um, I, I like that there was some semblance of meaning for the segment because of the whole Sa. Well, I hate when people say Samoan. I know that's how you say it, but it fucking irks me, especially when Roman says it. Yeah, um, me too. So the whole like opening tying in and Samoa Joe talking shit about Rikishi and the Usos. That's the only thing. The only thing that I thought was. Made it like okay. Now they're gonna have a match. That kind of makes sense. I feel like of course they're gonna talk about Samoa. Samoa. But then he. But then he loses. Well, I mean, they had a whole feud for a while, and that wasn't really the. 
They, they, brought, they brought it up before about Joe being the black sheep. If I were Joe, honestly, Joe, who's obviously pulling his punches verbally and, you know, with with Roman, I would have had him say something like, you know, what do you know about being Samoan? Look at your scrawny ass. You know, what are Samoans known for? Not looking like that. I mean, to say Roman Reigns is scrawny is, is pretty, pretty nearsighted. Think about every Samoan ever that has been popular and think about Roman. He's scrawny by comparison. That's that's the only point. I I'm mean, most to of the Samoans were kind of fat. That's my point. That's my point. But Samo- doesn't make them scrawny. It makes them. It no. makes them in shape. <laughs> okay. Well, poor choice of words. What I'm saying is that he doesn't. He's not. When you look at Samoa Joe and you look at Roman, one of them looks way more believably Samoan, and it isn't Roman. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing he has going for him is his, is his uh, tattoos, basically. That's yeah. It. And the so, fact that yeah, we all I, know he's Samoan, but I mean, like, he doesn't. I don't know. So that's what, you know, Joe's just, Joe's pulling his punches. He's the best. If they book this feud the way it is, I mean, everybody wants well, to cheer for Joe. Well, it isn't a feud. It, it, it want- was a one-off to get right. Roman on the show, right. let's be clear. Right. But if it was a rivalry and they booked it the way that they should, it could be fucking awesome. You just have to embrace the fact that everybody wants to cheer for Joe and nobody really wants to cheer for Roman. And Joe is just way cooler in every in every way. If you embrace that, you could really have something here. But you never will. And so you never will. No, you certainly never will you certainly never will <laughs> that is absolutely true yeah um let's talk about mick foley okay okay we can, um, we can do that because that's because that and that and the ending are the only things left i really have on raw and i think that are really worth talking about well becky, um, becky and natalia oh yeah becky and natalia yeah, okay. yeah fair enough so mick foley comes out and i kind of I don't know why. Nothing nothing about the segment or the way they marketed the segment made me think that this was going to happen. But when he was in the ring, I don't know if I thought maybe it would be cool. or um, But he, he teased coming on Raw for the 24-7 championship. But as the show's going on and he's not involved in the segments, I'm like, okay, well, he has another purpose then. And then the 24-7 people run past him, and he's just in the ring talking about his best moments, and the lights go out, which... At the very least, the presentation of the way the lights go out and the noises and all that, I like. I enjoy a lot. Yeah, I enjoy it, too. I enjoy that, too. It's different than just, like, you know, the typical lights going out, uh, like it has happened throughout all of wrestling history, I feel like. Right. Um, And so that I enjoy. And, you know, the crowd is starting to get used to... The crowd is starting to to get used to what that means. Um, So, you know, crowd, crowd reaction always helps facilitate the viewer reaction. At least psychologically for me. It makes me more excited about things. Makes things feel, um, I don't want to say more important, but kind of more important. And then The Fiend is there in the ring, um, and he is using his gloves, which is, uh, I don't think callback is is a fair way to say it, but a a, um, a reference to the gimmick that was introduced in the Firefly Funhouse segments with The Fiend. Yeah. And then he uses the mandible claw on Mick Foley. Now that for me, I mean, I you know, I know that you have opinions about this and all that, but because I already stated last week that I'm here for the ride, I'm willing to see this. I think that it can go badly. Right now, I'm okay. This week included talking about Monday and Tuesday. I don't know if you saw Tuesday yet. I did. Um, I did. Okay. So, um, but the, the so apparently the man of the club was done because Mick Foley can't take bumps, which is very believable. Yeah, no shit. But I think that whoever, and I have a feeling it was Foley who thought of it. Um, I thought it was brilliant. <sighs> now it'll be more brilliant if Wyatt actually uses the move in the ring. You mean the fiend? Because I, right, the fiend. It'll Sorry. be better if he uses it in the ring. 
But regardless, I thought it was cool. And it was the only instance of a legend getting a current guy over, which was almost the only complaint for the show that people had. And we'll get yeah. into, I mean, I guess maybe we should just go right into SmackDown and talk about it all in one lump sum here. Um, but yeah, so talk about what happened on SmackDown. Then, goes I, off, you know, attacks Foley, Foley's out, White's in the ring. Tuesday comes, Balor comes out, and um, I like the way he sold the fear. It was very believable how he's like unsure of what it was, and the interviewer asked the right questions, and then the Firefly Funhouse music plays. And we've been talking about, you know, will we ever see that version of Wyatt again? Well, we will were we talking see- about it in text. We actually literally said, so kind of upsetting they did this on SmackDown, because we literally said, we established through texting after Raw, that we would only ever see the Firefly Funhouse host in pre-taped vignettes, which for me sucks. But that was basically confirmed on Tuesday, in my opinion. Right, but, but it's unfair to say only, because it's the first time it happened. Right, but they, so they, can, they, we, we've can always, we agree on that, though? We've only seen The Fiend live, and we've seen him multiple times live. So it stands, to, re- it stands to reason that their intent... We've seen him twice. ...is to have The Fiend be the only thing that shows up live. It, at this point, it's safe. It's safe, it seems like a safe it's assumption. It's a fair conjecture, but I'm not prepared to say that's definitely what's going to happen, okay. personally. Okay, well... That's, a, that's how I feel about it. Okay, first of all, the hurt heel hands, that... It kills me to see The Fiend listening to the hands because that totally undercuts the whole thing. It's the host that listens to the hands, and then if he listens to the hurt hands, then The Fiend comes out, as has been established, in the vignettes. It's not like I pulled that out of my ass. No, that's not entirely true because he listened to the heel hands on the first episode and The Fiend wasn't introduced until like four or five down the line. Right, but then he took out the chainsaw and cut Bray Wyatt in half because he listened to the hurt hands. It's They were still, they were, that no, was... but you're adding, see, this is the issue I had last week. You're adding your own interpretation to it, I'm which not, is fine, but not, it doesn't mean that... It is. That's not. That's how no. we interpret it. And that's how they're meant to be interpreted. They're, okay. re, they're meant to be projective. When, have that's you, what I was saying have last you week. Not, he, have you, were you not looking forward to seeing the, the Firefly Funhouse host live? I hadn't thought about it until you, you've made it very clear that you want to see it, and I would be interested in it, yes. But I don't think it's necessary. To me, it seems like that's most of the appeal. The Fiend, what we've gotten with The Fiend, that seems obvious. It seems like you could have slowly built to that, like I was saying, and it would have been a lot cooler than just blowing your load on night one. Um, yeah, and that could have been right. I don't know what that would look like right now, thinking about it. I don't know what, what Yeah, exactly. What that- I want to see something like. that I don't know what, what it would look like. He would come out to the Firefly Funhouse theme song. Well, we all do. Like, he, would, like. he, would, he would come out to the Firefly Funhouse theme song. Eventually, you'd have puppeteers under the ring so that the puppets could come up between the apron and the ring, and he could interact with the puppets. He could have matches. He could start to talk to the hurt heel hands, but he listens to the heel hands, so he just does a fire-up comeback and wins the match. And then eventually, like you, then you start to have him listening to the hurt heel hands, and he starts to listen to the hurt hands, and the lights start to flicker. And then he no 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 he listens to the heel hands and eventually slowly in a you know in a big match down the road it bubbles over he listens to the heel hands the lights go out and what I was thinking now I've been thinking about this you could have you could have the firefly fun, you could have a firefly funhouse host in pants that are reminiscent of the of the fiend that would work with the fiend that would still work with the funhouse host and what you do all you have to do when the lights go out this is it this is all you have to do he has to take his hair down he has to put a little makeup on his face and and put the mask on he has to put a jacket on and he has to uh tuck his pants into his boots that's literally the transform the entire transformation right there and that could easily be done in 30 seconds with the lights out like 
And and to me, that's the whole gimmick. The whole gimmick was this guy trying to repress this dark thing, and we know he's not going to. We know it's going to bubble over, but I just don't like that he hit the ground running. Like, okay, here's the darkness, and occasionally you'll see the, ref- you know, the reformed guy, but really the main thing is just the darkness. That's what I don't like about it. Okay, and I and I think that's a valid point, and I, and, I, and I hear you. You're being you are heard. Um, so, you know, Thank you were heard. I feel heard. Um, but I don't even know if it, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think it's a, but I don't even think a, but is that proposal to be honest. Cause okay. I think that it's, I think it all sounds great. I but. think it's a good idea. Um, but, but I, but the way I interpret, I interpret it personally is that the reason we got through these firefly funhouse segments. And I think this is why I love it so much is that we've never seen anything like this. Um, I, I know for a fact why it meant it to be. He even admitted that there were clues and things, and he wants us to think, and it means that he's doing his job and all that. Um, but or the segments are doing his job, whatever you want to say. But the way I viewed I viewed it is that these five to six weeks were the way of him explaining why the fiend is coming out, and now and now it's out, no, and I think he... it's going to stay out. That's how I wait. Wait, here's okay, the deal. This okay. is how I interpreted it, okay. though. Doesn't mean that I'm right. Doesn't mean that you're right. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Doesn't mean that you're wrong. That's just how I thought. So I'm not as um, upset as you are, but I absolutely think there were several avenues that they could have taken. Is that fair? It's fair. I just think that what I'm saying is is right. You could just say you think you're right. No, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. It's that when you really consider what the gimmick is and and what it would in just based on all wrestling history or everything you know our memories and our experiences of watching wrestling and living this stuff out time and time again i think that my interpretation of the gimmick is a reasonable is a reasonable um anticipation of of like to me if you flesh out like it's just we saw the gimmick we saw four five six vignettes for me, I'm just I'm just embellishing on what we got in those, and I don't think they spent six weeks showing us the darkness. I think they spent six weeks mainly showing us this bright, bubbly guy with little glimpses that there was some darkness under the surface. But like for me, the main appeal was the bubbly guy trying to repress the darkness, and he can no longer he can no longer repress it right out the gate on night one. No more repression. That's well, we the got, gimmick was we got the repression. Two of it. The gimmick we got two was the, of it. the gimmick was the, is the repression. The, the gimmick is the repression. Well, that I see the statements like that. I don't think are fair to make. I don't think anyone truly knows what the gimmick is meant to be. There's well, an obvious idea I... and execution and 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 you know what we saw. Yeah. But I think that it was there was a very strategic. T- we know that these were filmed a while mm. ago. We know that the thought went into it and all that stuff and. All that we heard all like, yeah. the backstory to it, um, and I think it was those two months to prepare for this. Um, I would yeah. love to see. I would love to see the the host live, and I still don't think it's 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 for sure that we don't. Um, I, I I'm not. I'm. I don't even know if I'm fifty fifty. I'm probably more leaning on that we don't. But I think we could. It's crazy. And that it's, we're, cer- that's and up it, in the air and to it's me. certainly and it certainly would be cool. It's crazy See, that I it's up in the air to me. I don't think it's crazy if you consider that 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 the point is the fiend is what's live, and also yeah. I mean it makes sense from like a marketing perspective and like a business perspective almost. I guess what we want, what what I want is nuance. I want nuanced, new, different things than all that we've ever gotten. And I think that my interpretation of this gimmick 
is a nuanced new that's so i understand like why it's not an easy thing to receive because it's different than what all that we're ever used to and that's obviously the theme that's emerging from me this episode is that i'm I'm sick of what we're used to but what we're getting uh con you know alternatively in my opinion is we're getting just a bare bones very basic just the most common denominator version of what i see in this gimmick that's what i don't that's what upsets me and I, as I said, I understand that, and, and I and I hear that. I hear it. That's right. I you heard. Um, Thank you. All right, Becky and Natalia. Becky had. Uh, I I don't really have uh, that much to say, although I, I do mostly agree with the point that you wrote here. All um, right, let me let me say a moment. About... Of, oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to set up. Yeah, what yeah, yeah Moment. There was a moment of bliss with uh, uh, Becky Lynch. Obviously, we know last week Becky Lynch versus Natalia was announced for SummerSlam. Um, it's in Canada. We talked about how obvious that was and how it's kind of um, annoying that that's the case. Um, and I guess you could take it. Well, and Natalia, you know, cuts her off immediately. And, you know, the, 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 they're obviously trying way too hard here t- to make this a yeah. thing. It really pisses me off that WWE so brazenly feels that Natalia can suddenly just be a star slash legit threat to Becky just because WWE fucking decided so. Oh, we're in Canada. That's convenient. Natalia's a threat all of a sudden. Fuck that shit. I'm so sick of this. They couldn't foresee that two months ago and start to plant some seeds. Natalia, you know, cuts a backstage promo. I'm, I'm complacent. I, I lost my way, but I'm going to focus. I'm going to hunker down, and I'm going to do whatever it goddamn takes to get a title shot. And then she slowly beats people and works her way up to it. And maybe Becky disrespects her along the way, and rightfully so, because who the fuck is Natalia? And then you get to the point on Monday where they do what they did, but it was actually earned. That's what it, you know. That's that's my problem with it. It's that they 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 just skipped ahead. They skipped like about four weeks of storytelling and just took for granted that we're all gonna just be. Oh, I really want to see this match now. They're rolling around on the floor. That means it's heated. That means I'm buzzing. Like no, I'm not. I don't care about this match. And that's what's wrong with Becky Lynch's entire title run since Mania, in my opinion. That she they're taking for granted her star stature and they're really just dragging her through the mud with these stupid, just poorly planned out challengers. Um, yeah, well, uh, yes, I mean, you know that I'm a fan of Lacey Evans, and I, I don't necessarily agree that she should have been in the spot that she was in. Um, but I did, en- I did enjoy that feud. Um, and I think it, it was instrumental for Lacey Evans as a character. Um, now that uh, comes at the expense of a Becky Lynch, but that's another yeah. opinion thing, because I'm not a really a Becky Lynch fan. I think, La- so I don't I think, think, again, I don't think you're wrong, but I, I Lacey really, Evans- yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I wasn't that upset about that being the first feud. With that being said, I think that if she went from that to, I mean, Sasha Banks, I don't know what's going on with her. I think that would have been great um, for a lot of reasons yeah. that are obvious. Um, or, See, I think Bailey I mean, would honestly, be. I even, think if Sasha is going to come back right now, I think Bailey is the obvious contender uh, title match for her. Personally, uh, well, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, but if you want to really skyrocket her. Right back in, I think. Do you her want to getting mad? Her? I don't at, want to skyrocket her right back. You, in. if her getting mad at Becky Lynch for all the success and 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 the first time women's main event would make more sense, and you could lead to Bailey. That could be a more. It could be a story you're telling, and then Bailey finally is like her friend, and is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And then you know, then it's like a longer. I mean, this, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Wishfully booking, obviously. Um, and Natalia is um, the issue that I have is Natalia and both Becky Lynch is kind of yeah. like a Dean Ambrose for me. She's a great promo. 
very good character work, good storytelling in the ring, and definitely a good wrestler. But but she's not like I don't, I can't remember like a really good match she's been in. In the same way, I can't remember like a really good match Dean Ambrose has been on the top of my head. Really, but like Charlotte and Sasha Banks, I can I can spit out Oscar. I can spit out three people. I mean, Oscar versus now, Becky now, Lynch at Rumble was sick. Just off the okay. top of my head. I mean, to be fair, Oscar was in that match. I just said her name, mm-hmm. but yes, that was a good match. Yes, definitely. Okay, um, but Becky versus but Natalia, Charlotte. Becky and Charlotte have had some really epic matches too. At Evolution, yeah, I mean, they had a sick match. Oh, that was probably all Charlotte. Sorry, I forgot. No, I don't think it was all Charlotte, but I think it was. There was a lot of. I don't want to say smoke and mirrors because I need smoke and mirrors, but there was a lot of, you know, um, uh, weaponry to it. I don't. I mean, and that okay. that doesn't make it not a good match. But anyway, Natalia is the same way, is what I'm trying to say. Natty and Charlotte is the only match that I can think of that Natalia had a good match in. And I'm not saying that because Charlotte was in it. It's just basically the truth. Both at NXT and Roadblock, the matches were well, were well received. Her other matches right. have been good, really good. She, you know, she's not a bad wrestler, but I'm afraid of it from that perspective. Like, I don't see this being like a barn burner of a match. Like Bailey oh, and Ember Moon, not. Bailey and Ember Moon has that potential. I don't know if they'll book it that way, but it could be. Yeah, they both could be. I could see Becky Lynch and, and Natalia having a good match. I just it will be on. Oh, I think it'll be good. It I guess I don't. Know, I guess for SummerSlam, I want like a. And what you said, coming from Lacey Evans, if they went into like a, a really big program, um, like getting Ronda Rousey to come back. Um, as Sasha Banks, as I said, um, who else is someone that that Alexa isn't doing Bliss much? Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. Alexa I would Bliss be fine with, with because with, she's with, big. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Alexa, so Alexa, Alexa versus Becky versus Nikki. I'd be okay with. Yeah. Right. No. So that's my point. Is that I, th- I do think there were there were a lot of other options. Yeah. Better options. Definitely. Um, and it's unearned. Okay, and then the ending, they kept teasing a toast to Monday Night Raw with Shawn Michaels, even though he wasn't even really in it, so that was weird. Um, His roles were completely changed. He was supposed to do commentary. He was supposed to do commentary on SmackDown. uh, Who are you talking about right now? It cut out. Shawn Michaels. Okay, go ahead. Um, And then on Raw, he was supposed to be involved in the toast, and he was not. Uh, I thought that was weird. Um, So, you know, Ric Flair comes out, and then all the legends come out around him, and they're honoring oh him for whatever I don't know what. That was weird. Parading out all those guys just to Ric Flair's music, just to be like, "Hey, look, we they made we made it. We they appeared twice." Yeah, I would have just had them in. I would have had them just out there ready when they came back from commercial. Yeah, I mean, at, um, at, the, at the least, but really, like it's just an extension of what you said earlier. You shouldn't feel obligated to have this many people for this exact reason. Yes. And then uh, Hogan comes out. They don't let Ric Flair talk, but they let Hogan talk, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Very ironic. Um, there was a meme online of Booker T giving Hogan a really, really dirty look behind him. I don't know if it happened to be in the moment or if he really felt that way, which obviously I could see that. Yeah. Um, There's an inherent reason for that. Hogan was Hogan. I mean, nothing was wrong. It was what it was. It was short and sweet, whatever. And then Austin comes out. Obviously, the pop is incredible. And I, um, I, I loved what he said. I thought it was the most... No, it's a shame that they're giving a guy who won't probably be around for, I mean, I don't know how long, again, um, free range to say whatever he wants, because nothing of that was scripted, you could tell. Yeah. Um, but that's, and that's what I liked about it, and that's what we all want. You know, that's what Moxley talked about in, in his podcast, that's what, one of the issues of creative is, creative is way, you know, Vince is way too in charge, it's way too micromanaged, and Austin was proof that, granted he's Steve Austin, but there's other wrestlers on the show who could definitely do what he did and make it work, Um and it was yeah. great, and, and and it kind of for me 
was lighthearted, it reminded me of, of why we're all enjoying wrestling to begin with. That, yeah, things aren't the best right now. But everyone, as he said, he said it perfectly. Everyone in, in, that, in that ring, um, even people like Jillian Hall, she still traveled with all of them. She still had that touring schedule. She still, you know, just because she wasn't featured, she was in that role. Santino was basically what our truth is right now. Like they all, they yep. all in their own ways have paved the way for all the different people who are currently on, on the roster now. And I like that he said it. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it, yeah. it was, was fine. And I, you know, love, I love Austin, you know, obviously like we all do, but, um, I don't know. It, it was, it was, I don't think heartwarming is a bit dramatic, but I, I just, I liked it. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And yeah, it was nice for that reason, but I think I just, re- I think, uh, what they should have done, they should have done something where sh- where Austin is trying to coax Shane into the ring to join in the toast, and like he, I did thought Shane was going to come out, and he promises that he's not going to stun him, and he even maybe introduces him as the best in the world, Shane McMahon, and Shane comes into the ring. He promises that none of the legends are going to do anything with him. He just, you know, he went up and down the road with Shane. He wants to, he's he's wrestled Shane. He wants to toast Shane. And I don't know if you can see where this is going, but he toasts Shane, and then Kevin Owens comes out and stuns Shane. Yeah, I mean, I, I yes, and something, I and apparently something people like were I very mad that that kind of thing didn't happen. And I mean, uh, I mean, I don't like yeah, I don't I like Kevin Owens awesome. doing the stunner, but if you're gonna have him do it, and you're gonna do that on Monday, I mean, two plus two. No, yeah, I totally think that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um. On the spectrum. So that was that, and so I, 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 the show for the most part flowed well. My only thing is that I just don't know. I mean, we know that USA wanted it to happen. I don't know if it needed to happen now. Definitely um, I not. think it's ironic that there's a quarter two earnings report happening tomorrow, and the ratings are the highest it's been all year. I, I don't think that's what convenient. a coincidence. Um, and I also, or I think that that is convenient rather. And I also, no, I don't think it's convenient. No, it's yeah. it's, it's it, obviously that was by design. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. For me, it's also SmackDown's 20th anniversary, which the only thing they're, they're recognizing it is in a book that they're putting out. And I don't know. I just thought it would have made a lot of sense in October for the opening show on Fox to be a SmackDown reunion show. Fucking oh get God. The Rock. Yeah. It kind of annoys me that The Rock like never... Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. He's a movie star and whatnot. But, like... He's a huge one movie night, star. Like, one night of the year, though, like, really, like, you no, yeah. would not be where he was without them. I agree. And I'm not saying Austin and Rock are on the same level, but Austin has a new show out. He has beers. He has businesses that he's done. Like, it just kind of starts. And I don't know if he's he was asked. Well, I don't you know. I'm, I'm not. I'm going off of conjecture. But um, I don't know. I'm starting to get a little, like, annoyed. remember where he came from kind Dude, of thing. Yeah, he came back in 2011 or 2012, whatever. He said, I'm back and I'm never going away again. And then he left. And he's mostly not been back since. So that was a very weird thing to say. Given that, and and uh, what you're saying, I totally agree with the the reunion, the raw reunion. By the way, how did they miss the raw union? That's what I would have called it. Anyway, I think it was pointless, and they shouldn't have done it. And what you said is perfect, and and it would be better for me if The Rock showed up on a SmackDown 20th anniversary show. Like that would be that would be great. That'd be huge, and it would just make more sense. A lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um. Okay, and then SmackDown. Um, I I loved SmackDown. I thought it was really really good this week. Um, from it seems like a everything, lot of people did. Yeah, everything mattered. Um, everything built to SummerSlam, and they obviously had a tall task because, well, they were lucky in that most of the matches made for SummerSlam were on SmackDown. Like the, most of the big matches are from SmackDown. Um, yeah. You know whether brands still exist, I don't fucking know. But they were able to get away with 
Raw reunion not building up to SummerSlam because they literally didn't have the time right. because all of SmackDown was basically booked to do that. Um, three matches were announced. Um, none, nothing was, oh my God, wow, I'm so surprised. It was fairly obvious what was going to happen. Right. Um, the show opens up with, you know, something that we, we've seen before. Well, Owens put out, puts out a video uh, during Monday Night Raw about he's challenging Shane McMahon and if he loses, he will quit. Quit. Oh, wow. That word, that word comes up a lot. Quit. Quit. Okay. Huh. Shane, Shane McMahon opens up the show, talks about how Kevin Owens wants that, um, accepts it. Kevin Owens comes out, they trade verbal barbs, and Kevin Owens goes to attack Shane. Shane says, if you attack me, you can't get your match. Typical heel stuff. Um, uh, I'll make you quit. Shane says, I want in writing that you'll quit. Are you, do you notice my emphasis on a word here? Yep. Okay. Do you think they're having an I quit match at SummerSlam? I don't know. I guess. So then, well, they're not. Well, no, right I, well, not I mean, as of now. Guess, yeah, I guess they could. You're I mean, saying I what they would build to that, it, obviously. My point is that, like, they really fucking should, for multiple reasons. Multiple. What else could not they only be- that it. Yeah. What? No, I'm just trying to think. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. Just what no, else okay. could? What else? What? Because they're obviously doing it purposely. So it's either they're doing it purposely for that, or they're doing it purposely for another reason. Is what I'm thinking. I don't. I think that it's maybe they don't want to do a stipulation match and they want the match to have some type of meaning. So they're just going to say that, but I'm really afraid it's going to be a singles match. And I think it's going to be a really bad decision because this feud so far, listen, I don't want to see Shane McMahon as much as no one wants to see Shane McMahon. Don't get me wrong. But if Kevin Owens can be the one, any kind of contextualized, I don't know if it was you or someone on, on Wade or one of the podcasts I listened to or about how, like why he came back and as a face and then a heel and he kind of partly me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he kind of talked about that in this promo, not as much as you would have liked, and even I would have liked, because I think you're right. Um, but he kind of talked about him coming back and, you know, being the company man, and the company's run by heels, so by default, he didn't say this, but what he was trying to say is that by default, to get ahead, he had to be a bad guy, basically. And then New Day mm-hmm. were on commentary at this point. Uh, Byron Saxon's father passed away, so he wasn't on commentary. And then I don't know where the fuck Corey Graves was, but that's why I think they booked Shawn Michaels to be on commentary. Why do you um, know that Byron Saxon's father passed away? Because um, they, uh, it, uh, one of the wrestling news sites put it up, and then they also talked about it on the show. Uh, they talked they had about like, a, how, like why, why not just not call well, attention goal, to him not being there, or just well, my, say well, he's I mean, a, it was, a leave because he's a part or, of the, he's a part of the family. You said you know Byron Saxon is not with us today. His father passed away, and WWE, we here at WWE like to express our condolences. I thought it was nice. Okay, it just seems like unnecess- an unnecessary thing to bring up on a fake wrestling show. That's all. Um, I'm, I guess. I mean, I. All right. Well, like, I, you know, it's his personal business. But I guess if he was, if he would rather have the company say that his father passed I mean, he away, put it on wish Twitter. condolences. He also okay. put it on his Twitter, like okay. pictures Sorry. of him and like a big okay. tribute to him. Shouldn't be a sticking point. Um, I apologize. It's okay. Um. I think I got everything out about that segment. Uh, and that, and I guess we could just get there now is that this led to, um, Shane McMahon booking Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns. And then backstage, uh, Shane McMahon appoints Drew McIntyre, the special guest referee, Elias, the, uh, timekeeper. And, uh, wasn't the other Shane way around. Mc- I think Elias was the ref. No, Drew McIntyre was the ref. Oh, I watched it. Don't forget. No, I watched the main. I thought. I mean, I watched part of it. I saw them doing moves to Elias, who's in the ring. But well, because well, because because it was booked smartly for once. And instead of Roman and Kevin Owens, we're figuring out what 
Shane's trying to do, get both of his uh, a former a former rival and a current rival to attack each other. Um, Roman and Kevin Owens did a lockup. Drew McIntyre got in the middle of them, and then they both looked at each other and started beating up Drew McIntyre, beating up Elias. Um, Shane McMahon came in. Um, Roman super, Superman punched Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens gave a stunner to Shane McMahon. And then, something I really liked, and you would love, is that Roman Reigns looked at Kevin Owens and then kind of like gave him the ring and Owens like celebrated in, in the ring as the show went off the air. I was like mind blown that that, yeah. that, that, that happened. Mind blown. Well, yeah, they're um, realizing that's the kind of thing Roman has to do and should have been doing a lot more, a lot sooner. Well, yeah, but I mean, the fact that they're realizing it is still, I mean, shocking to me. I mean, it's great, but shocking. Yeah, um, definitely. So uh, that was good. So it was all good. And again, I'm saying it's all good when we all know that Kevin Owens could be prob- probably be doing something else. But I think if booked the right way, and so far it has been, um, that this could really elevate Kevin Owens if it's handled the right way. And, and I'm not entirely faithful that after the match, which I am praying to God that Kevin Owens wins, and it's a shame that I even have to say that out loud, um, that oh, Kevin Owens continues to, you know, kind of maintain this role. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, if if, if you're going to finally put someone over definitively Shane Mc, definitively over Shane McMahon. Yeah, of course. I mean, that seems like that uh, they're making enough of an investment that it it's probably a safe bet that he will remain strong and relevant, but like as a in the upper echelon, but uh with the stipulation, doesn't it seem obvious that Kevin Owens has to win? Um I mean yeah, I mean, yes, but still, I mean, I mean I'll yeah. still go back to the, I mean, he, who there's is, a, look at the way he's been booked lately. Yeah, and there's an outside, but I'm saying the ramification, when you put, I just don't like, well, you know, it, it will be it will be a big deal if Kevin Owens beats Shane McMahon, with all that being said, that's why I don't like stipulations, like, I wish they just did what you said, just put a stipulation on the match, make it a, whatever kind of match, especially since, by the way, their last, they feuded before, and their last match was Hell in a Cell, so, especially... Just having a singles match at SummerSlam would be ridiculous. But this kind of stipulation is like you're basically telling us all Kevin Owens is going to win. Sure, there's an outside chance that he's going to lose and quit, and then that'll be a storyline where he doesn't work for the company and he does whatever and has another match with Shane down the road. But just like, you know, to me it seems like the way more obvious thing is that Kevin Owens is going to win. And with that being said, I I wouldn't do that stipulation for that reason. I hate when they do that. But, I mean, shouldn't he win? No, he should win, but I shouldn't know that he's going to win with that stipulate. Like, he's not going to quit. That's what I'm saying. Don't tell your audience what the outcome of him. It'll be a big deal when he beats Shane McMahon, just a lot less so if we all know that's what's going to happen, which I feel like is, you know, he's not going to quit. We all know he's not going to quit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's not like Shane McMahon said, if you lose, you must quit. Like Kevin Owens said it himself, as in, like, I'm so confident that I'll beat you. That That's the way the, right. the, the initial video was framed. So that I'm... So probably... Yeah, I mean... So probably yeah, so, I, I, Shane will have a plan to screw Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens will have a plan to counterbalance that and outsmart Shane. Probably. Most likely, yes. Which I'm still fine with, and I think makes people actually kind of semi-excited to watch it because of that reason. I guess. As opposed to just another Shane McMahon program. Well, no, you could just tell a good story, make it heated over the course of the next couple of weeks, and then just on the on the promise of the in- encounter between Shane and Kevin Owens, you watch the match, and then we get surprised by the fact that Kevin Owens is going to outsmart Shane. For my, for, for me, for my money. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's definitely an option. Yeah. Um, Dude. Other things on... 
Yeah. Did they not mention Charlotte and Trish Stratus on SmackDown on Tuesday? Did they really not mention that? They did not mention it on SmackDown, no. I know what about the it fuck from is other with this shit. For other reasons. Why would they do that? Oh, so is it not is it just a rumor? Um, so uh kind of half and half. Basically Whoop. Hang on. <laughs> Can you hear me? You just got a lot lower. Can I hear you now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Good. Okay. So this whole Tristratus business is that, I don't know if SmackDown teased it beforehand, but they did a uh, Ember Moon versus Charlotte Flair. And it was very obvious to know that there, were, there was either going to be no winner or Charlotte was going to have to be protected unless they were really all in on Ember Moon all of a sudden, which would right. still be annoying that they do this type of thing where now that she's in a title match, she has to beat people when she was doing nothing. Yeah, she, so has match- to, she has to beat someone that would be a huge win in any other circumstance, but now it's just kind of what we're all expecting. Yeah, and also a major match if built to properly. The built to the way it should be, quite frankly. Yeah, right, exactly. So the match starts, the minute the, the bell rings, Bailey comes out, Charlotte looks at Bailey, Ember rolls up Charlotte, the match ends. Afterwards, and now I saw Charlotte on the poster for SummerSlam and in the video for SummerSlam, and which they have to stop doing. They do it for WrestleMania, too. You always know who's going to be on the show in some capacity by who they show in, in the video. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte has been in the video for like, the past three weeks. So I thought that it was going to be a triple threat match. And they were going to do what they did last year. Pretty and kind of like... T- eh, for, right. And Bailey and Ember Moon and Charlotte Flair. Because um, Bailey Ember Moon gives Charlotte the eclipse. And then afterwards, Bailey throws... Uh, I'm sorry. Ember throws Bailey in the ring. When Bailey and Ember are kind of like... Because it's like a friendly feud. And... Um, and then Ember gives Bailey the eclipse and kind of takes out both Bailey and Charlotte, and that's like you know putting Ember over whatever. Mm. After the, after the match, Charlotte does an interview and says, "It's a shame that I'm not on SummerSlam. Um, do they know who I am? I should have been picked. Bailey didn't pick me. Uh, really good heel promo, and says that I'm you know all those de- all, all those women who returned on the ro- reunion aren't as good as me. I'm the best, and I'm the best woman from any generation that exists. I am mm-hmm. I am I am the women's." evolution and right. i demand competition at SummerSlam. the day afterwards pro wrestling sheet who is one of the only sites that i would i would go with as definitely i trust um especially something this big okay. said that uh it will be tristratus and charlotte at SummerSlam. so the match has not been announced but everything on tv is leading me to believe that they have to pick a legend and that it's in canada yeah. so i'm 90 percent sure this is happening yeah, it sounds like it's happening. I, you know, I just mean that. Why would you announce it the day? Like, why would why would the news? You know, why wouldn't you want to for that to be something that happens on TV? Is what? Oh no, yeah, I agree. I don't know if like I don't know because sometimes I believe that maybe WWE works with some of the dirt sheets to get things out to build interest. Um, they do it with ESPN. That's not not that that's a dirt sheet, but they do like let news outlets oh reveal things all the time. You know what I just fucking um, realized? What? This would be the uh, the quintessential kind of a feud that you would start at a sh- if you had a show when like a lot of older stars came back and then mm. suddenly intermingled with the the current stars. You know, it's a shame they didn't do a show like that anytime recently because that would have been the perfect opportunity to set up this feud like organically. I yeah, that's I not did even, not yeah, think of that. I only did right now, and that's just. Yikes! That's I mean, you know it, that had to be a, that had to be where this started, and somehow it just didn't all come together. Trish, Charlotte, whatever, couldn't be there for Raw. Probably more likely Trish, 
But that had to be where this started because that's just pathetic, in my opinion. Yeah, and I would have liked that too. Um, yeah, because obviously, obviously, it, it's it. like, yeah, because it's like, I don't know the response has been people are excited for it. I'm undoubtedly excited for it, but I could see people being like, "What? Why is this happening?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how they go about announcing. It. I don't know if they do like something where Trish doesn't come until SummerSlam and she's in like a video. I don't know if Charlotte calls her out. Um, I'm curious to see if it's like an Oscar Mickey James thing where Mickey James just like comes on a video screen. You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but um, yeah. You could. I mean, it would be great if Trish is there. Introduce Trish on Raw to just come out and take in the admiration. Her music starts. She starts coming out, and then Charlotte, Charlotte's music hits, and Charlotte just walks past her and does like a hand to the face, face. You know, not a face palm, but like a hand to the face, like you know, you're you're nothing compared to me, kind of thing. And then Trish runs in the ring after her and does a move, and then you make the match. Just off the top of my head. No, that's great, and I didn't even put those two together, and I'm very. I guess not surprised, but annoyed that that's not the case. Yeah, same here. But um, but yeah, so that'll be a match at SummerSlam, and totally. um, I mean it's I big for Charlotte, obviously, and um, I'm I hope it goes well. I mean, I huh. think it can go one or it can go either really bad or really good. I don't think there's a middle. Um, yeah, Trisha was good in her limited appearances, you know, the past few years. So I don't know. It depends if she's been like training this whole time, if she's new about it. I don't know. They knew SummerSlam was in Canada for a year already, so something tells them that maybe she knew. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, definitely excited. I, I could fairly definitely. say I'm excited. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, WWE Family. Did you notice that on Monday night? Yeah. Yes. Is that a new replacement for Universe in your opinion, or are they the family and we're the Universe? No, I didn't think about it like that. I just think Austin was saying that. Um, that, that his, you know, the brothers and sisters and, you know, was the it, people that he worked with. Was it just Austin, though? It felt like commentary was saying it, too. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just I heard guess. Austin. I didn't think about it that much, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, it's only something I really noticed after the fact, actually. Some people online were talking about it. Um, What else was on this show? What else do I have written here? Oh, uh, oh God, Orton and Kingston. Um, <laughs> Did you see this? Uh, I... I gotta be honest. I tuned in during Kingston versus Joe with Orton at ringside, and I tweeted, "Oh, if this is for Orton versus Joe, I am totally in. That's what I'm watching, right? Please tell me that's what I'm watching." So, so yeah, no, I'm not not a fan of Orton versus Kingston in summation. Oh God, you're in the minority again about dude, this. Samoa Joe versus Orton would be such a great fucking match. I think, dude, it Joe, can be great. I think Joe, Joe, was, Joe was the wrong person for that role. If you're trying to get me amped about a match that I've seen fucking num- numerous times in 15 years. Well, first of all, I can't remember the last time I saw Orton and Kingston. Second of all, Joe, I mean, at this point, does not deserve a WWE Championship match. Just like he didn't deserve it uh, one last week. No, last I'm year. saying, I'm just saying, why would, you have, why would you have Joe and Orton in a segment together when you're not, you're not, to me, if you got Kingston, you got Orton, you got Joe. Anybody, I feel like most people out of those three want to see Joe versus Orton. It seems to me, it seems like a just a, such a great feud. So that's all I'm saying. When I saw that match, I'm like, Joe is the wrong guy for this right now. That's all. But but say I'm sorry. Uh, say you asked. Say what you say. Say what you say. What you think. Um, the promo was phenomenal. But b- before that, between them, phenomenal. Um, they did exactly what 
Um, weren't, wasn't it with you where I was saying how they can go with us and what they should do? I and, think so, on the show. And Well, they, they did it. They did it. They showed video footage of the match at Madison Square Garden 2010. Oh, the stupid thing. That's right. Yeah, you de- um, we definitely yeah. talked about this on the show. So um, they went there. They didn't. They didn't go as far as showing this that, but they basically referenced everything else, um, saying how. And then Orton flat out said, "The reason that I stopped your push is because, Frank, quite frankly, you you weren't good enough. Um, you and your fake Jamaican accent, your pancake fetish. Um, it's embarrassing. It was like, it was it was really. I mean, it was good. Um." Did he really Rece- say the reason I stopped your push? He didn't really say that, though. No, I forgot what he said. But um, the reason I, I pushed you down... there um, I, I don't remember. Ugh. Something along those lines. Making it exactly clear when Kingston said, you're the reason why um, I started to go up and then I had to go down. or I don't remember the wording. Right. But it was alluding I was going to up, up and then I was going up, up, and then because of you, I went down, down. <laughs> you know, because yeah. of Xavier. That I- chat with... Mm-hmm. I think I'm funnier than I am. Anyway, go ahead. Sometimes, but it's okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was basically it. And then what? I don't think the match after was necessary. It would have been great if it ended there. You have intrigue Sounds built. Like you know, the crowd was reacting when they should have online liked it. Um, you know, it was really good. And then they did the whole Joe thing. And then Orton tries to attack Kingston. Orton RKO's Joe. And then Kofi Kingston winds up giving the trouble in paradise to Orton. They did a little too much. I would have saved that. Well, I wouldn't have done Joe and Kingston at all. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that was the only down part. But the promo w- w- uh, is really worth watching. It was good. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it back. I am not, a, you know, a big fan of this matchup, even with the stupid and thing. Like, I yeah, it's kind of cool. But for SummerSlam, I think I just would like a little more. But that that you know, it, it's cool. It's cool, I guess. Yeah, and um, we already talked about uh, Balor and uh, The Fiend is confirmed. Yeah, um, right out the gate. Yeah, and... Um, that, that pumpkin, that big... Remember when he was dressed like a pumpkin? Um, I do remember that. Yeah, um, And they did not acknowledge any of that except him saying that he and why he's no stranger to Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or whatever he wants to call himself. That's what the, the, yeah. almost the exact words that Finn said. Um, and then, yeah, that was literally it. Uh, Mandy and Sonya had a very bad promo that they fucked up miserably. They said that it's it's actually, oh, you can't watch it because they didn't even post it. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, they said how Mandy Rose overheard the Iconics talking to Shane and that they have a match next week. And then Sonya's like, oh, is it, um a match for the, the women's tag team championships. And then Mandy goes, yeah. And if we win that match, we'll get a match for the women's tag team championships. Wow. Do you hear the flaw there? Yes. Um, it was rough. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that just, it was, it was, it was pretty rough, I mean, which is unfair the because they, they, they've, they've grown a lot since they started and I generally enjoy them. So it was an off night. So yeah. it's not like they're known for this. I know, but that's still the kind of thing that you really wouldn't say if you were just if if you're you were really thinking about it and trying to not fuck up. I don't know. Like if you probably cared, not. No. If you really cared as much as you can care. In my opinion, I mean, it was a mistake. People make make mistakes. I I I don't think it has anything to do with caring. No, I know, but good she people make mistakes up. less, and bad people make mistakes more. I'm not saying they're bad. Sure. I'm not saying they're bad. Everybody has off nights. Um, that's 
all I have. Wrestling. Um, that is wrestling for the week of whatever week yeah. this is. So we have basically half the Summer Sam card confirmed. Lesnar Rollins, uh, Kingston Orton, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Bailey Ember Moon, The Fiend versus Balor, Owens and McMahon. And then uh, I have most likely matches Charlotte versus Trish Stratus, which is essentially confirmed for me, but it isn't, so we can't say that it is. Right. Uh, we then have, um, I don't know what they're going to, what they were planning on doing with Ricochet and AJ. I was thinking that maybe Ricochet can like find maybe this is where you get the Street Profits to have to debut against with with Ricochet, and it would make sense because the NXT ties maybe um, I guess. in a six man. Um, they maybe. can't do AJ and Ricochet again with the club at ringside. As much as I loved, I want to see AJ and Ricochet. They're always in the same thing. Slam. No, um, others other matches I think may happen is Revival versus the USO versus the Viking Raiders Probably. and a triple threat for the Raw Tag Team Championships, which yeah. I think could be great. Yeah. Um, oh, Nakamura and Apollo Crews had a very surprising, surprisingly excellent, uh, only because they let it be surprisingly excellent. Um, yeah. Vince McMahon, that is. Nine-minute yep. match. Um, Apollo Crews looked great. There were some near falls. Um, it made Apollo look good. It made Nakamura look good. And um, uh, Nakamura attacked Apollo afterwards. I thought this was going to lead Ali to come out because him and Nakamura had like a stare down last week. Okay. But then Ali didn't help Apollo Crews. The segment ended and then Ali had a separate segment talking about how he's going to eventually get to the WWE Championship. Something else I'm what? worried about. Yeah, because he talked about how he got injured in February and how things happened, and now he's going to rewrite his own story. And so he's not talking about Nakamura. He's not. No, he's not talking about Nakamura. Because that does Which, seem like it'd be a great match for him and just for them right now. Well, what I'm afraid of is that Orton brought up Ali, too, in his promo and said that, by the way, I'm the reason that you're WWE champion. And Kofi Kingston laughed at him. And then Orton's like, no, it's actually true. I'm the one that injured Ali, which is great storyline continuity, because in in reality, Orton did give him a concussion in the, yeah. in the match that they had. Right. Um, so what I'm afraid of, it, well, I don't even want to say afraid, actually. I love Randy Orton, so I, I just know that everyone else would hate it, is that Orton beats Kingston. And Ali and Orton is like a program, and Ali beats Orton for the title. And maybe the plan all along really was for Ali to be in Kingston's spot. Not, no, no, nobody, the plan all along was never for this. This is, because Kofi, nobody, Ali, Kofi is only champion and has been champion as long as he had because of how much he caught on. And that, that, I mean, it's an understatement to say you can't assume that would have happened with Ali, obviously. I mean, you could basically assume it wouldn't have. So I don't think it's safe to say he would be WWE champion right now. But to the rest of it, uh, I hate it all, obviously. Okay. <laughs> On that note, I guess I it's... Mean, um, I what do you want me to say? Like, I just... I Orton Nothing, nothing Kofi, to say. Orton beating Kofi Kingston for the title? No. Uh, that leading to Ali versus Orton for the title? No. Just, yeah, I hate it all. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at me up to 11 My name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. Like us on Facebook and Twitter at Wishful Booking. Email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. Rate, review, share, subscribe. And we'll talk to you guys next time. So long. So I ended up a cheater. An aspiring heart bleeder. Classic oversleeper. Every word I ever say came out me like a catchphrase, a chisel jar of mayonnaise.
shaved and 